It's worth noting before we begin, at least to me it's worth noting before we begin. I mean, it's very of great interest to me to note before we begin this week's book that the word goodness uh, derives from two separate parts, good and ness, and that those two separate parts are some of the oldest words in what would become the English language. Like, they go back past Middle English, past Old English, past Proto-Germanic, all the way to Gothic language. Like, Gothic, I believe, is the oldest form of the Germanic language. You're going back to hist a history of a word that doesn't even exist in written form anymore, that we had to sort of figure out because of just how old it is. This concept of goodness, of being good, of doing good, uh, to, to the degree that we don't really have a concrete definition of what it means to be good anymore. It's so vast and old and can apply to literally anything. You can have a good day, you can have a good steak, you can have a good vacation, you can have a good friend, you can have a good idea, the sky can be a good shade of blue, it's just anything can be good. If it possesses positive qualities, it can be good. But you can also have a good baker, you can have a good teacher, you can have a good doctor, and that's people who whose actions are positive and fill the world with positivity. You can have things that are a little bit good and things that are absolutely good. Goodness and ness. I mean, that just means having the qualities of or having the actions of. Qualities and actions, which are two different things. Being like something and doing something. Two completely separate concepts. But that's where we fall down on goodness. Is goodness a thing you are or is goodness a thing you do? Welcome back to Deep in Bear Country, a Bear and State Bearcast. I am your host, Phil Gonzalez, and this week I'm not feeling so good. <laughs> I really am not feeling so good. I just got a major automobile bill that I'm going to have to pay because my engine started smoking at the bank and I had to get it towed to another city and now I'm going to have to pay to get it fixed, and it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. I'm not feeling too hot right now. Actually, I'm feeling very hot right now because there's no air in this room, and it is 90 degrees outside. So, I'm not feeling great, but I do love discussing goodness. I love discussing goodness and talking about the concept of goodness, and aren't I in luck? Because this week's book, The Berenstain Bears, Gifts of the Spirit... Goodness. That's right. We are back to the Gifts of the Spirit series, the Random House Spirit Se Gifts of the Spirit series. And I believe this might be currently, this is now the most current book we've ever done. This book only came out like last month. Uh, it's the next book in the Gifts of the Spirit. It is about goodness. I was so excited. And I thought to myself, these books have been so consistent. And Mike's message has been so consistent and built upon itself so much. It's, they're basically all about what it means to be a good person, what it means to be good and to have goodness and to act on goodness. And what are some things we've covered? Well, we've covered the fact that religion uh, can, uh, only, can only feed your philosophy. It cannot make you a decent human being. Uh, the decentness, the kindness, the goodness within you has to come out in action. That's one thing that the bears 
always make a point of. It's not it's not enough to think nice thoughts or to say sweet things. You've got to go out into your community, put things into action. Uh, this is and it's all sort of in my head. It was building up to this, the ultimate statement. Let's synthesize all of this into a final thesis. The Berenstain Bears gives to the spirit goodness. And indeed, in this book, the question is laid out about as plainly as you can, what is goodness? It is laid out, it is acknowledged to be a difficult and philosophical question uh, for which there is no simple answer. And surprisingly enough, the answer is a complete evasion and dismissal of the question with subterfuge and disarming and changing the subject and then walking away. It's the wildest twist at the end of this book. It's bizarre. Especially if you read all of these books from the beginning up to this one. It's a, it's a complete 180 from where we had been before. Almost, almost to the degree that it seems to be on purpose. I don't think it is. It's because the answer is one of those answers that a person gives that sounds good in the moment. And then when they walk away and you sit there for a second, you realize not only did they not really say anything, they didn't even begin to answer your question. The Berenstain Bears gifts of the spirit goodness. Let's dig in, shall we? And this is a Mike Berenstain book, of course. Uh, and it's all about, it begins with a psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23, 6. So already we've got goodness getting brought up. It's a, It would seem to be a relevant passage, except when you think about it, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not because I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Not so I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We begin with a quote that in no way defines goodness for us. It is simply something that will follow you. Goodness and mercy. It could say a herd of pigs or... Sentient Crayola crayons will follow me the rest of my... Like, it could be anything because it doesn't play into the second part. A ham and cheese sandwich wearing a bow tie will follow me for the rest of my days. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. One doesn't necessarily have to do with the other. So, we're off on a rocky start. But what is this book about? What's the plot of this book? Well, it's a shindig in Beartown. That's right. Uh, something big is about to happen in bear country. Uh, the chapel in the woods, that is the weird sort of uh, Quaker-esque uh, Protestant-y church that the bears go to, ruled over by Preacher Brown, uh, where there is no, where there's not necessarily always a sermon. The, the, the members of the congregation sort of lead the sermon at times. It's a strange church. I dig it. Uh, they're about to, it's about to have this big yearly blowout. It's a, it's a, uh, it's like a, a fair, like a, a church fair and a rummage sale. This is the thing that raises money for the church each year. In addition to your tithings, in addition to the poor kids having to get 15% of their allowance each week, uh, which is something my cousins had to do. And I never understood why they had to do it. 
Why even give them the money? Just take it out of their allowance if you're going to make them do that. I always thought it was weird. This building is much larger than my house. Why are you paying for its upkeep? Never understood it. I mean, I get it now that I'm an adult. But as a kid, didn't make any sense. Also, didn't go to church. Also, didn't want to. Anyway, uh, so the whole neighborhood is showing up at the chapel in the woods. Uh, people are bringing bat bushels and plants. They're bringing cookies and snacks. They're bringing food and tables. It's a huge event. Everyone's going to be there. And in the middle of all this hubbub and activity is Preacher Brown's wife, the lovely, the talented Mrs. Brown. We don't learn her name. Even though the book is pretty much about her, we don't learn Mrs. Brown's name. So I'm going to call her June. June Brown. Uh, I guess we don't also know Preacher Brown's name, so we're going to call him for now... Uh... Corncob Brown. Corncob and June... And she is a miracle bear. She is not only super organized, she's not only in charge of the entire fun fair, she's not only in, to the, in charge of the entire rummage sale, she not only knows every single bear in bear country by name, she is also cheerful and full of energy. And I guess you gotta be when you're the preacher's wife representing the church at the annual fun fair. Uh, but she also runs the Sunday school. She teaches the kids about art, she teaches the kids about Bible. She teaches the kids about Bell. She teaches the kids about everything. She is the only person who, I guess, who works at the church besides Preacher Brown. So a lot of this responsibility falls on her shoulders. You see the kids drawing a picture of Noah's Ark. You see them dressed up for what must be the yearly Christmas pageant in a church filled with it. There's so much hay in this church. Uh, and you see her leading the school, the, the church children's choir, which... I respect Mike's restraint at not drawing a bunch of cracked and broken musical notes over the children's head, but he did draw Mrs. Brown gritting her teeth and clenching one of her fists at the sound of the children singing, so I'm only going to assume that it is a nightmare and uh, that she's not enjoying that part of her job. So, the big fair is here. We see some of Mama's quilts are for sale. There's bears selling balloons. There's art up for sale. There's a big bouncy castle. Everyone's running around. They're all having a great time. We see beanbag toss, or as we call it in the Midwest, cornhole. Maybe named after preacher corncob brown and his beautiful June wife. Uh, we see a ring the bell, you're a strong bear, hammer on the thing, bell ring game. I don't know what it's called. Test your strength. They just call it the ring-a-bell game, so I didn't mess up at all. There's the castle. Farmer Ben brings a pony for the pony rides. It's a grand day, and then it all, it all, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Climaxes with a giant parachute fun. A fun parachute. They got a real parachute. Mrs. Brown has organized the parachute toss. I don't, they're not tossing the, I guess you toss it in the air, kind of. Everyone grabs a corner of the parachute and you flip it up in the air. They don't put a ball on top or anything, but the kids get to all run under the parachute while it billows over their heads. It's great. We get to see what it looks like when Mike draws bears with their heads thrown back and their teeth gritted in a grimace of determination and strength. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool picture. It's fun. We get to see cubs making faces. Then everyone settles in for the great taste of food. That's right. It's food time. They're gathered around the tables. They're all enjoying a nosh. 
Everyone's having a good time. The Bear family's sitting at their table. You may have noticed there's only two pages left in the book. Nothing has really happened. There's no story to this until. Honey says, you know, Mrs. Brown is a genius. By the way, Honey is now speaking in complete sentences. She is a full participant in these stories. Honey Bear is a real live bear. Uh, and brother and sister laugh. But then sister says, hey. Mrs. Brown is a genius. She is a genius at spreading goodness. And Mama and Papa and everyone are like, yeah, you know what? She is pretty good. Mrs. Brown comes by to see how everyone's doing. And sister says, Mrs. Brown, what do you think goodness is? What do you think goodness is? Mrs. Brown, simple question. Four parts. What do you, one, think, two, goodness, three, is, four. What do you think goodness is? Simple question. Maybe not a simple answer, but I really just want to know. You, Mrs. Brown, must have a definition for goodness. What is it? You're so good. To which, Mrs. Brown. Well versed in redirecting a child's energies, takes sister by the shoulder and says, My, my sister, such a serious question. That's what you say when you're buying yourself some time. But a serious question deserves a serious answer. She's still just spinning her wheels at this point. My dear, she's still, okay, she's buying herself some time. Here is her answer. I believe that goodness comes from God that God is love, and that the love of God passes all understanding. And then she heads off. And everyone's standing around, and then brother goes, whoa, heavy. Mama is weeping at this point, and she says, it's beautiful. Then they all bow their heads, say grace, and eat. And it says, ha ha, so they all dug in like a bunch of hungry bears. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but Mrs. Brown didn't answer that question at all. Much like the talking hamburger wearing a bow tie that follows you around the rest of your days. Mrs. Brown says, goodness, well, I believe that goodness comes from God. That God is love and that the love of God passes all understanding. And that's like saying, what's a hamburger? Not a hamburger wearing a bow tie, but what's a hamburger? And going, well... I think that hamburgers come from McDonald's and that McDonald's is a pretty cool place and that where that place is, nobody knows. See you later. I think that's kind of the same thing. What's a, what's a Garfield? Well, Garfield comes from the comics and comics are funny and the funniness of comics surpasses all the days. You didn't answer my question. You didn't answer what you think goodness is. You just said it comes from God. You could have, that could have been anything. Again, where does a hamburger wearing a bow tie come from? Could come from God. Where does the grass come from? Could come from God. It all built up to this. What is, at the end of the day, what is goodness? And she said, ah, it comes from God and God is love and you can't understand that. See ya, kids. And what a delightful, what a delightful button on this series to, to say, figure it out yourself. That's what it is. What is goodness? Uh, you're looking at it. 
You've been talking about it behind its back this entire time. Do you see me working that ring-a-bell game? Do you see me organizing those tables? Did you see me setting up for the food? I think that's goodness, kids. I think it comes from God. God is love, and love surpasses all understanding. See you later. Hope you bought a ticket for the raffle. There's a silent auction. The Berenstain Bears gives to the spirit goodness. A fitting end to one of my favorite Berenstain Bears series. It's a hardback. Buy these books. Mike said in his letter to me that these books are not selling well. They are not as successful as he had hoped. And that he hopes that by releasing them in cheaper paperback forms, they will see a boost in sales. I'm telling you now, please order copies of these books. These are good Berenstain Bears books. Even if you're not religious and you don't want to deal with the religion, I'm not religious. I don't surround myself with religion. I still like these books. I especially like this one because it's a trick. It's a trick on you. What is goodness? The real trick, though, I don't want to leave this cynically. The real trick is that Sister asks her what she thinks goodness is. And the real answer is, of course, what I said, which is, didn't you watch what I was doing? Like, what she's doing is goodness. It's not a concept, sister. Goodness isn't a way you are, it's a what you do. It is a what do you do. Goodness according to, I mean, as far as I can tell from what I was reading before I started recording, in Christian theology, goodness is a virtue. And goodness is good acts. It is doing good things. Not nice things, but good things. Things for the good of humanity. Things for the good of community. Things for the good of your neighbor, which is what the bears are all about. So, the gifts of the spirit, goodness. Are there going to be more gifts of the spirit books? I hope so. I love these books. A, they look classy on a bookshelf. You put them up right next to your Ramonas, your Baniculas, your... I don't know, your Ursula K. Le Guin's, your Terry Pratchett's. They look fine. The, the, the spines all match. They're hardbacks. Not board books like the last ones we covered. They're hardbacks. So they're, they're sturdy. You can flop them in as much, much as you want. They won't bend. Uh, so that's it. That is Barry St. Bear's Gifts of the Spirit Goodness. Hey everyone, are you going to be in the Twin Cities area in the beginning of August? Oh, I hope you are. Why? Because it's the Twin Cities, the Twin Cities, it's the Minnesota Fringe Festival. Uh, it's an annual theater festival. All you do is you buy a, a admission button and then you buy tickets to any of the many, 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 many plays that you want to go see. It runs August 3rd through the 13th, and yours truly is going to be in this year's Fringe Festival. That's right, I will be performing Lost in Bear Country, Birth, God, Death, and the Berenstain Bears. This is a Raffish ripoff production uh, created by myself and my two daughters, Willow and Mitzi. Uh, it'll be going up uh, starting August 5th. Uh, August 5th at 10 p.m., August 6th at 1 p.m., August 7th at 8.30 p.m., August 9th at 5.30 p.m., then we do a little half-week hop. The final showing is August 13th at 7 p.m. at the Rarig Experimental Theater at the University of Minnesota. 
come one, come all to see me up on stage talking about the Berenstain Bears, talking about mental health, talking about maybe religion, maybe race, maybe love, maybe whatever. Uh, it's a, a, it's a, it's a, 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 I would say it's a family appropriate show. Uh, you know, I always say my show isn't is my show is kid friendly, but it's not necessarily kid entertaining. If you are, if you have kids who might, will, will delight at seeing a 47 year old man flopping around on stage and yelling about the Berenstain Bears, yeah, bring them on over. Uh, but you just got to go to minnesotafringe.org uh, starting in probably in a couple of weeks. The shows aren't up yet. I'm just trying to get you guys some bark your calendars. So mark your calendars at the beginning of August if you live in the Twin Cities or you know, if you're going to be near the Twin Cities area. If you're in the Chicagoland area, you can you can take a ride. Stay with a friend. You If you live in Chicagoland area, you know somebody in the Twin Cities. Stay with them. Uh, and come see my show, Lost in Bear Country with Phil Gonzalez. It's going to be a blast. It's going to have a good time. Uh, and, oh, and each evening, each showing will be completely different from the one previous. <laughs> so uh, that'll be fun. Uh, otherwise, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you all next time deep in bear country.